Hey guys, Pardo here. Welcome back to the Baseball Dad Show. In this podcast, I never get political. In my life, I never get political. I don't care about politics. I'm not interested in politics. I don't follow politics. I don't watch the news. I don't follow or know the daily issues or drama of the day. I know the basics, like who the president is, etc. Beyond that, I know nothing and could care less. I coach. That's what I do. The first thoughts I have when I wake up in the morning are about coaching. The last thoughts I have before I go to bed at night are about coaching. And during the day, I'm either coaching, thinking about coaching, working on coaching, developing programs, strategies, or tools for the players and people I coach. That's it. That's what God made me to do. I stay in my lane. Happily, blissfully ignore almost everything else. But in today's day and age, it's hard to ignore it, even though I'm good at it, really good at it, really, really good at it. But the other day, uh, I'm scrolling. I, you know, we have a Facebook group, so I go on Facebook a couple times a week. I, I watch a lot of baseball stuff on YouTube. I get my updates on YouTube. I like watching uh, Fuzzy, who does a little recap of the day's baseball events. So that's a good like 10-minute video where I can get a quick kind of recap of everything that's going on in baseball to stay up to date. So. If you're on these platforms, you're going to get hit with some political stuff. Now, like I said, 99.9% of the time, I happily scroll by and ignore it. Could care less. But the other day, a story caught my eye. And mainly because it had Clayton Kershaw in it. So here was a post shared by someone who had a, uh, it was a you know, like traditional media type thing with Clayton Kershaw's picture. So I click. I go in, I read. Story about Clayton Kershaw and his teammate Trevor Williams and some comments they made. So I read about it and I have some comments. Now, before we get too far into this, um, let me preface all of this by saying this is not at all a statement about LGBT acceptance, rights, celebration. Not at all. I have very close family members, very close friends, colleagues who are part of that community. I love them dearly. I cherish their presence in my life. I, I, I can't even imagine or would want to imagine what my life would be without them in it. My love for them is endless and unconditional, will never change, period. So now some people might make it about that. And I don't know, if that slices the, this audience in half, uh, so be it. I, I, you know, if this cancels me, I don't know. I wouldn't even know if I were canceled anyway. So be it. I don't care. Because I'm not talking about that. I'm really not even talking about the religious nature of that, although I will comment on it as a Christian very briefly. But what this, this is about is decency. Which I believe, if you're someone who listens to this podcast, you probably have a high level of decency in your life and would expect that and encourage that and model that for your son. See, I grew up in New Jersey, and I don't know if it's still true, but there was one point like where every race, religion, culture, ethnicity, you could, was all represented in New Jersey. Grew up diverse. Not a big deal for me to have people from different cultures, different backgrounds, different races, different religions. Not a big deal. Not a big deal at all. 
But here's what I know. I, 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 I would just defy anybody to put two rational, sane human beings at, at, at a table at a coffee shop and over a cup of coffee could not agree on probably 70 to 80% of life. And the one thing that would probably we would all really agree upon is decency. Respect for fellow man. Respect for I believe one thing, you believe another. Respect for the way I choose to live my life versus the way you choose to live your life. I'm going to also preface this by saying I have zero interest whatsoever in changing the behavior of others. I could care less what anybody does. Could care less. No interest whatsoever in getting people to go along with my point of view or the way I think or what have you. Not talking about that. Not talking about my personal opinions. We're talking about common decency. Now, I'll tell you, after reading this story, man, this, with this group, the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, which, man, I can't believe they beat me to that name. You know, that that's, was the original uh, title for this podcast. And, you know, so, but here's the thing. Now, if I wanted to go, uh, hey, I could be a little whiny, you know, millennial TikToker, and I could get on my super offended soapbox and tell you that, that when there's, some, there's a group that's openly mocking nuns, leaders, in that community, religious in that community, yeah, there's a part of me. I could go a little whiny offensive on you only because I went to a Catholic school. I was taught most of my life by nuns. And I will tell you that those nuns shaped my values. Remove the religious context. Remove it all. Just, just lift, off, lift up all the religious context. And I'll tell you what these women did. These women fed hungry people. I, I, I watched and helped and was part of, like, you know, the Catholic organization. I, I saw a basement in their convent filled canned foods, non-perishable stuff, that anyone could knock on the door of that convent if they were hungry and get something to eat. I saw where they lived and how they lived. Now, I don't know their day-to-day, every single thought. I don't know. But, but I do know what they did. I saw them have compassion, sympathy, empathy, and caring for those who were suffering. In, in my parish, in St. Michael's, there was, a, there was a nun named Sister Ann Dominic who created this entire organization called Camp Fatima, which, which put on summer camps throughout the whole summer and created all kinds of services and donations and funding for those who were handicapped or had special needs. And, and this is in the 70s and 80s. This is long before there was a radical acceptance of this, long before we had the services and the medical interventions that we have now. In fact, many of those people were abandoned by their families. But they weren't abandoned by these nuns. That's human decency. That is an overwhelming compassion for people who are suffering. Remove the religious context, and I defy you to sit at a coffee shop with someone and tell me that they would not see that as virtuous and as remarkable. So when I see a group mocking those people without, I think, without probably, I think, a real understanding of it, I think they've got probably a very distorted view of it. And now, I'm also not going to stand here and say, are there bad people? 
uh, you, you don't have to go very far to find that they were bad people in the Catholic Church. I'm not blind to that. In, <laughs> in full, dis- I mean, you could go through the abuses of, of people that were in leadership at the Catholic Church. Uh, full disclosure, I've never said this to anyone other than, fam- other, than, other than very close family. I am a victim of those abuses. Mark me down. I was abused by a Catholic priest. So I am not so blind to the fact that there are bad people. And maybe a lot of bad people. I'm not blind to the fact that there was a lot of bad decisions and a lot of dumb stuff, a lot of really horrific things done. Not blind to that. So I'm not going to get super on my soapbox and say I'm offended by this group, but I'm also not so blind that I can't see that maybe, maybe they have their reasons. I don't know, maybe they were victims like I was. I can understand that. I can. And I'll tell you this, this isn't even about free speech, their ability to organize as a group or to celebrate and demonstrate what they believe. In fact, staff officer, United States Coast Guard Ox. If they wanted to organize in, on Main Street, I'd happily defend and protect their ability to do it, even though I disagree with it, even though they were openly mocking something I held to be pretty valuable and sacred. I'd defend them. You should bet your ass I would. So it's not about that either. But this is about decency. And so this is where I would have to ask... This is is where I would have to ask the Dodgers. Because the the, the decency comes when there's a group that pole dances on a crucifix, on a cross. That openly shreds and mocks the Bible and other things. Now, I'm not going to get into the sensationalism of a lot of the things I read in the article. Because I get that a lot of that stuff is puffed up. but, But these were things that I saw with my own eyes. Pictures, videos that I saw with my own eyes. So I'm going to ask you, the Dodgers... Is this decency? The Los Angeles Dodgers. Now, I know there's lots of Major League Baseball people who listen to this. I don't know if there's anyone specifically with the Dodgers. But this is the Los Angeles Dodgers. This is, a big, this is the standard for baseball. This is the organization of Jackie Robinson. Broke the color barrier. One of the most significant events in United States history. This is the Los Angeles Dodgers. Roy Campanella. Sandy Koufax, one of the great, one of the great uh, demonstrations of religious devotion in our lifetime was Sandy Koufax not pitching on holy days to his Jewish faith. The Los Angeles Dodgers. This is the organization of Tommy Lasorda. This is the organization of Vin Scully. Where's the decency? You're you're inviting a group in that openly mocks one of the most sacred symbols in a faith held by 2 billion people. Now, here's where decency kicks in for me. Here's where decency kicks in for me and in my life. If I entered a Jewish temple, a Muslim mosque, or any religious house of worship, if I were around the leaders of that faith, 
if I were around the sacred symbols of those faith, of that faith, I, I don't know what they all are. But if I were told this is a sacred symbol to this faith, this is it for them. This is the equivalent of the crucifix to a Christian. Well, that symbol, regardless of whether I you know, shared that faith, that symbol would, would be met with a certain level of decency. Actually, not even just, we're not, this isn't basic. It wouldn't be met with respect and reverence and honor, in honor of that these people have this faith and they believe this. And this is special and, and cherished by them. That is common decency. Much in the same way that I wouldn't go, you know, ride my, have my kids ride their bike over my neighbor, neighbor's lawn out of respect for their property. Human decency. I wouldn't drive recklessly down the street because there's other drivers, other passengers, other vehicles. That's human decency. And if it came to the LGBT community, which I guess the, the pride uh, flag or symbol is, is, the, is the symbol of their community. And they were demonstrating or celebrating or they wanted to display that symbol. That symbol to me would be met with the same reverence and the same decency that I would expect any symbol held that, that I cherish to be met with. This is, this is probably the one thing we can get on the same page for is decency. The Dodgers. The Los Angeles Dodgers. They're not even bringing in the group. They're honoring the group that openly mocks one of the sacred symbols. Not only mocks, but you're pole dancing on it. This is baseball. This is about children. I'm sorry, but, but let's just separate pole dancing Right? Shouldn't be, we shouldn't be honoring a group that pole dances at, at a baseball game that's aimed really and supported by families. Now we're pole dancing on a crucifix. So now all of a sudden we're pole dancing, something that's probably not appropriate for kids to be discussing. And now we're doing it on, on a crucifix, degrading and disrespecting one of the sacred symbols of two billion people around the world. And might I say, the, 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 if you're going to make a list of the top 10 Dodger influences... You couldn't make that list without Clayton Kershaw, uh, Tommy Lasorda, and Vince Scully, all devout Catholics or Christians. The Los Angeles Dodgers. Shame on you. Absolutely shame on you. This is also not about judging anyone. Like I said, if I found out these sisters of perpetual indulgence were victims of some sort of abuse... I would have great empathy for them. I would have great sympathy for them. I would certainly share in some of the agony and pain and maybe that they've gone through. Could certainly do that. Because as a Christian, my command is love thy neighbor. There's no, <laughs> it's not love thy neighbor that I agree with. Not love thy neighbor that, uh, that sees things the way I do. Not love thy neighbor that even, even in a case where it is love thy neighbor that disgraces a symbol held dearly by myself and many. Yeah, that's what a Christian does. 
So the Los Angeles Dodgers, if there's people listening to this or it gets forwarded to them or I don't know, you should be ashamed of yourselves. This is just dumb. And of all the people that you could honor in that community, think about the, the unbelievable entertainers, the unbelievable leaders, right? Think about Ellen DeGeneres, who, who I, I'm not a fan of Ellen DeGeneres. I, I don't know. I don't watch her show at all, but I do certainly remember Ellen DeGeneres being canceled of her when she had like a, like a comedy show, sitcom show. I remember her being canceled for that when she came out. Well, that's someone who's really, really maybe, you know, has some of the scars from how this has evolved over the years. There were many great, wonderful examples from that community that you could have showcased. And you could have honored. But this, the Los Angeles Dodgers. Unbelievable. The Los Angeles Dodgers, I'll close with this. And certainly happy, happy to field any comments, criticisms, whatever that anybody has here. Because if you're, you're not, you, and if you're going to argue with me about religion, I'm not going to respond. Argue with me about LGBT, right? I'm not going to respond. Argue with me about any of this, I'm not going to respond. But if you want to have a, a conversation about decency, I can't believe that we can't meet in the middle on decency. I can't believe that we can't come to a common agreement on decency. The only people who maybe right now can't come to a common agreement with decency and an organization that should be absolutely ashamed of themselves is the Los Angeles Dodgers. Shame on you.